Welcome to Leader You by Black River Performance Management, where we believe work should fuel the human spirit, not drain it. In this leadership podcast, we will dive into the lived experiences of people flourishing in today's workplace and beyond. Join us to hear real-life examples of experiences from our own lives and from the leaders we know and trust. Thank you for listening to the Leader You podcast. Today, we are going into part two of hiring intelligence with uh, subject matter expert Mindy Bortness. I'm excited to dive a little deeper into the tools that she and we both utilize for for a variety of reasons across the entire lifespan of a career, rather that be for um, you know career development, hiring, transitions, moving on, retirement. These tools can be used in a variety of different ways. But today we're specifically looking at hiring intelligence, which is trademarked by Mindy, and we're going to dive deep into it. So let's get ready. Thank you, Mindy, for being back again. Thank you, Angie, for having me back again. Yeah. So do you want to share your screen and start walking us through kind of what the process would look like for those that we have a lot of HR people that listen to and a lot of hiring directors that this could really help them to understand the process? Yeah, thank you. Um, and you're able to see my screen now? Yes. Okay, so I thought I'd start with, you know, we've been talking back and forth about some different sciences, right? We've got some shorthand that that Angie and I, you and I both talk about. So I wanted to give your your listeners and viewers a little bit more insight into what are these sciences. And so this slide will help us walk through that. Uh, you know, people loosely call these personality tests. And we know that each one really is not a whole personality test. It's a slice. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about job profiling or job benchmarking, I will profile in three or four sciences. So the one is this bottom left, which is behavioral style, the disc communication style of the job and or the candidate against that job as a match or a gap. Um, so that's sort of how do they communicate? How are they going to go about their day? The second science is the driving forces. We measure 12 different drivers. Uh, and so those are, you could think about those as the motivators of the job. So what's the job going to reward you for doing? What's the heart and soul of that role and or the person? Competencies, we measure 25 soft skills or competencies. Um, in our other session, we talked about easy A's and summer school C's. So mm -hmm. we all have a hierarchy. We all have number one. We all have number 25. Um, and we want to be in a role that takes advantage of the ones that bubble up to the top for us. And then thinking patterns or acumen. We measure that in the job and we measure that in the individual. You know, what? how clearly does this individual see the world around them and how clearly do they see themselves? These others, emotional intelligence, um, we can do pre and post hire. Um, what I love about the first four that we've already been talking about is we're EEOC compliant, we're Office of Federal Contractors compliant. So um, your listeners and, and um, viewers can deploy this system. And especially if you are profiling the job and then the candidates against it, you're very, very safe under the law. Emotional intelligence, we are learning and we are able to use this more in pre-hire. Um, up until now, I've used it more, more in post-hire, mm -hmm. but we've got some proof because the tools we use are TTI, Success Insights. Um, they actually have a brain laboratory and they do a lot of um, continual research to ensure that we are using these tools safely under the law. 
So EQ is now um, a part of that process. And then stress quotient is another sort of outlier that we can do out there. But those are different sciences that we can measure. And so I'm primarily talking about these first four, the behaviors, the drivers, the soft skills, and the thinking patterns. Mm -hmm. Um, Does that make sense to your questions or feedback or want to share more because you because no. you're an expert too, so you can do this. <laughs> no, I, I I think many of our listeners have uh, have a, an idea of what some of these are, and this podcast is more about the po- the competencies that we use. But many of them, the listeners have done some of the assessments, and if they haven't, this is a good opportunity to uh, reach out and say, "Hey, I'd like to try one of the assessments, and I'd like to know more about that." Just send us some info on that. So, uh, yeah, go ahead, move on to the next one. Good. Okay, so I'm going to be pretty random here. Like I just brought up key account. Oopsies, I brought up key accountabilities. Sorry about that. Um, so we talk. Um, we talk about the three step process mm-hmm. for building a job profile, a job benchmark. First one is developing those key accountabilities. And as a reminder, that's getting the subject matter experts for the role, the people that know this role intimately inside and out. It will always be the leader of the role because they are the visionary. It could possibly be one or two people in the role if you see them as a super high performer. Um, And it could be a sister or brother to the role. So somebody who sees it on this, you know, from a different angle. But you want these subject matter experts in the same room to create these key accountabilities. And this process will take me about an hour Mm -hmm. to get them through it. And what we're doing is we're throwing everything on the roll. There's no wrong answers. And then we're starting to sift and shift and move things into buckets. And naturally you'll end up with three to five buckets Mm -hmm. and everybody walking into the meeting will think everything is equal. Everything, if we have 100% at five buckets or 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, and we don't allow that to happen (laughs) because that's trying to find that unicorn that doesn't exist. So what we do is we're going to say, okay, what are you going to kick them off the island for? What are you going to, what are you going to reward them for? And so you start to get this information about rank order. Mm -hmm. And so we'll do a process where rank order, we do it individually so that the, you know, sort of the highest title in the room doesn't have all the influence everybody's numbers are equal. So you could see this example alone, this admin, as it turned out, the accounting systems was 50% of the job. Mm -hmm. Now, administration manager, you might not have thought that, right? And we might've hired somebody into it who isn't really good at accounting systems and it's 50% of their job. So this process helps get rid of all of the, well, this is what I thought. Well, this is what I thought. We Mm -hmm. get it all on the same page. Yeah, I already know I don't want to apply. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You and me. So, so this is step one, which yeah. is creating these key accountabilities. So, okay. So now we've all got them. So the subject matter experts will all go separately and fill out a questionnaire and that questionnaire will take them about a half hour. And then what we come back with is this benchmark. So again, this is not a benchmark for that job. I'm just giving you different examples. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that that way people don't get in the weeds of like, well, I thought an accounting manager would do so. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just using a generic example from TTI and it becomes this job report. Um, let me see if I could um, look at, uh, they don't, they don't, we don't have it in this example. Um, what I will do in this is I will look at the respondents. So let's say we had five different respondents and I would look at what their individual scores are. 
and uh, look at how they're how they aggregate it because that's sort of a, a special part of it is them realizing they are on the same page. Mm-hmm. You know, there might be a couple outliers, but they really are on the same page. And so this job report that comes out, um, and I'm using in this example, I'm just going to use three sciences for the ease of our of our of our listeners and viewers here. What we're going to be learning is of the 25 soft skills, this is these ones toward the top are what the aggregate, what all of them together, this is what bubbled up to the top for this particular uh, sample. Mm-hmm. So futuristic thinking, being flexible, having personal accountability. Um, and you may find that as I have personal accountability is always going to be in the top seven. We're always looking for that. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very, very big. And these other ones you could see at the bottom are amazing. It's just they're not needed in this role. Mm-hmm. So I like to say there's not a bad apple in the bunch, but it's just, you know, every job's going to be different. Right. Absolutely. So you could see if I was like, let's even just look at a mismatch. If I'm super good at influencing others, and this is a job where I should be in my cubicle and I should be or at my home office and really working behind the scenes, but I'm the kind of gal who wants to get up and about and say hi to everybody. That's not going to be a really good fit for this job. Yep. And I'm going to be frustrated and the job's going to be frustrated. And my manager's going to be frustrated. So it shows that we could have these amazing soft skills. But if we're if it's not needed in the job, we could grow weary mm-hmm. and they could grow weary of us, right? Yep. We could get, have a thing called bore out. Not just burnout. There's a thing called bore out. Okay. <laughs> It's a psycho- It's a psychological term, uh, and I learned about it in recently in Adam Grant's Hidden Potential, and he talks about you know we talk about burnout, but bore out's an an actual thing that we can come to in our jobs when we're not being stimulated or utilizing our talents or stretching ourselves. Yes, there's another colleague of ours um, in our TTI community. Um, Terry Kopechnik, mm-hmm. who wrote a book decades ago. I forget. I, I quit, but forgot to tell you. Oh, nice. I quit, but forgot to tell you. Yeah. Same. So I think that's probably the same concept Yeah. Um, with, with updated terminology. Yeah. Um, second science we're going to look at, what drives this particular sample job we're looking at? you know, commanding that, that they've got freedom in their day. They get this personal recognition, the jobs asking to be intentional, meaning helping people for a specific service and a, a specific purpose. Selfless as is one of your top four, which mm-hmm. is I want to get it done because it feels so good to get it done. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't need you to recognize me for it. I'm just really excited and happy to get that work done. And then objective, I can work with horse blinders on. I can work in chaos. I can jump over boxes and get things done. It doesn't matter what's going on around me. So it seems to be what this particular job is looking for, right? Yeah. Another not good fit for me, the selfless driver, but all the other ones are not my naturals or and even maybe you know, it's harmonious is opposite of objective. So, uh, you know, right. So this would be not a good role for me. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, um, and then the third thing we look at, and this is the driving forces graph, which some of your people might know. And the third thing we're going to look at is the disc style. And I'll go ahead and look at just this chart, but it's the, it's an extroverted higher dominance. The red is the out and about and, uh, you know, getting, getting quick results and, fixing it along the way. And the influencer is meeting with a lot of people, a lot of contact, a lot of others. So a double dose of big picture, a double dose of being out and about 
it's not as green, which is the steady in this example. It's actually a, a lot of process, a lot of, not, not a lot of product, but a, a lot of action going on at the same time, um, a, a high pace. Mm -hmm. um, and the compliance way down low is, you know, sort of being comfortable working on the fly, being a little bit of a maverick, not having to have everything just so. So that's sort of the, the behavioral profile of this particular role. Yeah. And this is exactly where it comes so helpful when somebody's when when you see all the candidates and get to see how they match up to this. So do you are, are you going to show that here in a minute? Yeah, I will. And so then it, so the second once we sort of everybody's like, oh, my gosh, yes, that's it. describes it, you know, right, because you got those subject matter experts who are who are um rejoicing over the fact that they've nailed it, right? They've mm -hmm. figured it out. They've nailed it. They now have this wonderful um, map for who they want to hire. We also, from an HR standpoint, can add in uh, a, a deeper understanding of what we're looking at. So what does futuristic thinking really mean? We give you the definition that we're using. We give you examples of it. So this can be used in uh, you know, personal development plans. It can be used in one-on-one um, uh, -on -one conversations with, with your folks on like, it's not, you know, we're not doing that well in this. What do we need? Why does the job need this? Um, so performance reviews, things like that. We give a lot. Of, it can also be used, this, this information can also be used for advertising to bring that right human in. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right? Use phrasing at that that attracts them. It says, oh my gosh, that's me. Mm -hmm. I, I want this job. That sounds like me. And then um, the other very, very important thing for the hiring managers is being, you know, making their job easy is we include competency questions. We include motivational questions, we include behavioral questions. So we're we're including a, a series of questions that you can use in your interviewing process to dig deeper into each of the top seven competencies, the top four drivers, and the top four elements of the behavioral style. Yeah, those are helpful, for sure. So, yeah, so that's, you know, doing the key accountabilities, the subject matter experts going online and filling out the job profile questionnaire, and then this aggregated job benchmark, um, which is what this is called a job report. Now we've got that benchmark completed. Now we're ready to bring in potential candidates or assess them wherever you're going to put it in that hiring process, whether it's toward the front of the process, after you've gathered the resume, et cetera, and you, you want them to take this link, or you're going to wait till you have the, your final four candidates. Mm -hmm. So when do you need the data? When do you need to know how good or bad of a fit they are from the inside out? And what we call this is a gap report. This gap report, it's a 19-page report. We really, for hiring process and, and purposes, we only need this last page. So what's happened is our client has given the candidates a link. They've gone online. They've taken a questionnaire that's anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes, 35 minutes. Um, and we've gotten their results and we've now done a direct comparison to the job. Mm -hmm. We've got an apples to apples comparison of, is this a good, strong fit from the inside out or is it a medium fit? Or are you going to have to coach them in a lot of different areas? Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at this example, blue and green, great compatibility for that human in that job, mm -hmm. red and yellow stretch coaching mm -hmm. 
I'm showing you now what you're going to get in six months. I'm showing you today what you're going to have to do in a performance review Mm -hmm. with this person to help them grow. Mm -hmm. And the sooner we do this in the hiring process, let's say this person had all kinds of outside in, two thumbs up. We've got sort of a mixed bag from the inside out. So I would say to that client, Probe further in selfless, probe further in goal orientation, probe further in futuristic thinking, probe further in self-starting. Let's make sure you're comfortable with who you're bringing into this role if you really, really, really want this person. Mm -hmm. Um, So some people will do like a, we can get to the point where we do have a numeric and it's like, these are going to be good, great hires. These are good hires. Um, or it could be very one-off like this, where it's like, eh, you've got some hits, you've got some misses, let's dig a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. And this gives them the ability to just go back to those questions and have that second interview and use use those pre-determined questions to ask them some of the behavioral things, the drivers and the things around um, some of those competencies that... Um, that that we we know they're already not they're really not hitting the mark on the assessment, but that doesn't mean they can't come up with specific examples and clarify things more for us, right? Correct, correct. Um, we still want to the, the data doesn't lie. I will tell you that. And mm-hmm. having done this for over two decades, um, I'm bringing up this comparison for you because this is an actual client with two people who made it through quite a few steps of the interviewing process. And you can see the person on the left, lots of blues and greens. Mm-hmm. Person on the right, they would have hired. Mm-hmm. And the soft skills, just the, the, this person just isn't going to be happy with what they have to harness every day. Um, so it's a it's a service to that person as well as the company because it saves both of them life <laughs> lifetime, right? right. right? Absolutely, of being in a, in a wrong fit. So. Um, it's it's um it's quite a remarkable and effective and meaningful process. Yeah, you just said something that I think is something really important to think about, which is your reputation as an organization and even getting the wrong hires like that that goes against your brand too. Like having people that are in the right fit for the job, enjoying it is going to be so much more helpful than also just you know, getting people and having a high churn rate and, and people knowing that you have a lot of people that you let go or you there's yeah. everybody takes a turn there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you could have the opposite. You could have, well, they're, they stay too long, mm-hmm. right. Without moving up in a career ladder, which is lovely, which is why it's lovely to have the different roles in the career ladder profile, because I'd have something to work toward, mm-hmm. you know, I'm in this role, but I want to be in that role. And so what, what soft skills are required there that maybe aren't too big of a, of a jump for me that I could do and just hone in and, you know, mm-hmm. energy follows focus is one of my mentors mm-hmm. had, had taught me years and years ago. So if I can focus on these two or three soft skills and really grow them, mm-hmm. um, I could move into that role. And the next time it's open, right? Yeah. Have you found that when you were helping people with a hiring that sometimes maybe this really does start some conversations about a career ladder and opportunities and job opportunities that hadn't been conversations before? Yeah, it's, it's what I find is it takes some of that mystique out the the idea of I've got to go in this linear pattern. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's more mosaic 
So I may be coming in, I've, I've seen you know, organizations that are large enough, let's say, so they've got diff- all these different larger departments and maybe somebody's coming in, in accounting, mm-hmm. but they're highly extroverted and they like, you know, doing, you know, setting up events and things like that. And so by profiling them against a marketing position, mm-hmm. you could see that there were more blues and greens there. Mm-hmm. So you got a great human. We just didn't have the right fit. They love the organization. They love the culture, but they're in a job that's not taking advantage of what they do well, similar to your yeah. You know, you sharing what what some of your background was in that. Um, what what else could they be doing inside our same umbrella, but maybe in a different department? So if you do have enough jobs profiled within your company, you can easily look at the data and find out who's the best fit for this. And what it might be, you know, somebody over in the delivery department. You know, who knows? Right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I can. It's more see. mosaic. It doesn't have to be boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I think it's very helpful. And for those of you that weren't watching, I highly recommend you watch this one on YouTube because you can actually see the tools. We can send samples. Mindy is available. Um, your website is communicationworks.com, right? Uh, Communicationworks, Inc., I-N-C. I-N-C. Communicationworks, I-N-C.com. Um, you can find her on LinkedIn. You can, you know, we what we're trying to do is set up um, a real uh, easy way for you to understand how to improve your hiring practices. And the the reason we've brought Mindy on is because she really is the expert in this area. While we use these tools, um, we don't have the the level of experience that Mindy does, but we do it uh, we do it as well. And we love to partner with amazing people that and mentors that we've worked with, and that is who Mindy is. So if you have questions or would like more information or want to share this with your team, it's something that you could actually sit down, watch this video, decide, decide, have a discussion on, you know, some of the ways that you might be able to improve your hiring practices and bring some data into the mix. Um, And so how does, how do your clients generally reach out to you and how do you get people knowing about you and deciding they wanted to work with you? Well, for great conversations like the one we're having today. So I know mm-hmm. that anybody listening to you or watching you is a, you know, high quality individual mm-hmm. who cares about the subject matter, right? Mm-hmm. So there are people that are educating themselves and they, they come across you and me. Um, so that's one. It's mm-hmm. just the, any sort of uh, marketing event out there that's um, talking about this, mm-hmm. uh, about this as a subject. Um, and honestly, just referral, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, being an oldie, you know, in the business, I, there's just, I'm fortunate enough to have developed good relationships over time. And I always try to exceed expectations as, mm-hmm. as most of us do. Right. Um, so that I keep having more referrals come back. So I'm fortunate to have some clients that move from company A or B five years later and six years later, they're at C and they, you know, tuck me in their pocket and bring me along with them. So I love those kind of clients. They move along and then all of a sudden they're bringing you along and it's really a partnership. And and that's, that's what we have here. So um, if you reach out to Mindy, please let her know that you heard about her on the Leader You podcast. We want to see if our listeners are taking advantage of some of the, the education and opportunities that we are sharing with them. So yeah, mention that and 
um, please just feel free to, you know, ask us questions, ask for sample reports, see how we might help you improve your hiring practices with the help of Mindy. And I'm just really grateful for your time today and for your expertise in improving our own hiring intelligence. So... Thank you, Angie. I loved working with you. Always, always, always. And if your listeners have any follow-up questions, they can connect with you or me for sure. Okay. Well, thank you so much and have a great day, Mindy. You as well. All right. Thank you for listening to the Leader You podcast. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it with your network. And um, we would love to have more likes and subscribes and views. So thank you so much. This podcast is brought to you by Business Women of Pocatello. Engaging, empowering, and educating women in business in Pocatello, unleashing potential, sparking success. In the heart of Pocatello, a vibrant community of dynamic women are rewriting the narrative of entrepreneurship and the business world. Meet our remarkable businesswomen of Pocatello, a collective force of like-minded individuals united by passion for growth, collaboration, and community impact. These visionary women are not just building businesses, they are cultivating and supporting a network that transcends traditional boundaries. Our community is a hub where business education takes center stage. Monthly gatherings provide an invaluable platform for these trailblazing women to exchange insights, share experiences, and dive into the latest trends of their industries. From workshops led by industry experts to collaborative roundtable discussions, the businesswomen of Pocatello are committed to continuous learning, ensuring that each member has the tools to thrive in an ever-evolving business landscape. Engagement with the wider community is at the core of our mission, and we raise funds for local women to establish and improve a current business or to get an education to improve business skills. Through partnership, through local organization, and active participation in community events, these inspiring entrepreneurs not only are strengthening their businesses, but also contributing to the collective prosperity of Pocatello by being a member of this organization. The impact extends beyond professional realms, reaching to the social fabric of our city. These women are amplifying their voices and collectively advocating for policies that foster a conductive business environment. As members of the Chamber of Commerce, we have found that they serve as a powerful ally, providing resources, connections, and a unified platform for the businesswomen of Pocatello to elevate their ventures. Beyond the balance sheets, our community is driven by a higher purpose. We are a nonprofit organization dedicated to nurturing the next generation of female leaders by engaging, empowering, and educating women in business. We provide a platform for mentorship, relationships, grants, and resources. We aspire to break down barriers and create opportunities for aspiring businesswomen to step into leadership roles within our community. I myself am a member of Businesswomen of Pocatello, and I am the winner of one of their scholarships. I highly recommend their group as something to help you elevate your business, whether you are in business, in, interested in being in business, or just want to get around like-minded individuals. Hope you'll check out Businesswomen of Pocatello and invest in your future.